I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be back with you after a week at the lake and actually joining you live today from our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. We'll be broadcasting live here today and tomorrow. And uh, quite the jolt, I should say, coming back from uh, a week at the lake with the family uh, to our nation's capital uh, the feelings are just a little bit different. I have to be very honest. Uh, the re-entry is always a, a little bit of a challenge, uh, but there's nothing better than a week at the uh, Casper family cabin up in uh, Priest Lake, Idaho. Uh, it is an amazing space. It's beautiful. It's uh, magical. In it was so still and so quiet uh, as we were there. There just weren't that many people around, and uh, it's it's just a different kind of silence out there where you have just a little bit of that lake uh, lapping up against the shore. And it's a, it's a place that just runs to a, a different cadence, and it makes your thoughts flow to a very different space. And so I, my week at the lake is always a, a great one for me. Uh, and the cabin is a, a different kind of space, and it always leads me to different kinds of thoughts, a different kind of conversation, different interactions, and different impressions. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, I think, framed it best. He said it uh, has been said that it's the space between the bars that holds the tiger, and it's the silence between the notes that makes the music. It's out of the silence or the gap or that space between our thoughts that everything is created, including our own bliss. And we had a lot of bliss up at the cabin because it is this space between that can be absolutely transformational for individuals for relationships, for organizations, for families, and even for our communities. But we have to be willing to step into that space uh, and do it just a little bit different. And let me tell you some of the things I learned in that space in between uh, in my week off last week. Uh, One, just watching my two grandsons uh, go at fishing. Uh, We don't really fish, and we don't even have fishing poles. Uh, But uh, two of my grandsons were uh, bent on fishing. And so they found sticks. Uh, to use as poles. They found rope, which I don't think is really a good uh, fishing line, but they didn't care. Uh, Bobbers were found in rocks and and other pieces of wood and a a, uh, paperclip for a a hook. And they had more fun doing that, I think, than actually putting them into the water. Uh, They didn't catch any fish, of course. They did catch a few bugs. A few ladybugs did uh, crawl on. And they were so excited about that. It was that space between because it wasn't about the outcome of catching a fish. It was about the excitement of the possibility of fishing. And that was a great lesson for me to just watch their enthusiasm, their excitement, their creativity in how do you solve this problem or that problem? How do you make this work or that work? And we need a lot more of that. Uh, I've said many times on this program that one of my great fears for our democracy is a lack of curiosity. When, when we stop exploring new ways, different ways to do things, different ways to have those conversations uh, is when we really get into trouble. Uh, one of the stirring things for me on this particular 
trip up to Priest Lake uh, was just, the sunsets are always just extraordinary. And I love a good sunset anywhere on the planet. And I think my wife, Debbie, loves them even more uh, and has 4,627 pictures of sunsets from all over the place. Uh, but the interesting thing this time that really made me think and reflect a little bit was was watching as the sun went down. I kept thinking that the darkness was coming and then suddenly the light would reflect uh, onto a, onto a cloud and suddenly it would actually get lighter and brighter and different shades of red and pink. Uh, and every time I thought it was over, there was one more moment where the light just kept coming through. It kept illuminating. It would pop through a cloud or it would reflect and suddenly you'd see it on the opposite mountain or it would reflect off of the lake. And just as everything kept I kept thinking, oh, this is it. It's getting darker. It's getting darker. And suddenly it wasn't. It was still light. And that was a, a great reminder to me uh, that there is there is light. And regardless of where you are, whether it's with your, your mental and emotional health, whether it's in relationships, whether you're struggling financially and you're feeling like, like that darkness is gathering all around, uh, there's there's always some more reflected light somewhere. It might be reflected light from uh, from another human being. Uh, it might just be a thought. It might be something you read. It might be something you ponder or think about. And that light continues to come. And often that light does get reflected through other people. It's our fellow travelers that help us along the way and help us enjoy the beauty of that, to find hope in it, and to realize that uh, the darkness is just for a moment. And the, the light ultimately will prevail and that we can continue to, to move forward and do that together. Uh, one of the other things that really stood out for me at this week of the lake, uh, in fact, I got a, a text from Debbie this morning as she was leaving the lake, and that's always a hard thing, leaving uh, her family cabin that uh, they have had for decades and decades up there, that there's, she's always leaving a little bit of herself uh, as she does that. It, it makes incredible ties to her parents who have both passed away uh, and to her upbringing, uh, to her heritage and to the many lessons she's learned uh, from her family and from so many others uh, at that cabin and that, that magical spot on the lake. And I think that's an important thing, too, that we maintain those connections uh, in our communities, in our families. Uh, there's great strength in that. Even in the midst of great uncertainty in the world around us, there is something strengthening and steadying uh, about knowing your heritage or about being connected to family and, and to community, to friends uh, in so many ways. Uh, and, of course, one of the big things we always do uh, up at the cabin of late uh, is pickleball. Pickleball is a thing, and uh, we played every day I was there. We played pickleball, and pickleball actually has some uh, good life lessons in there as well. Uh, and so I'm going to share a few of those little rules of pickleball that might be helpful. Uh, first, there are rules in pickleball. Uh, the rules are there to, to help us enjoy the game and all the opportunities. It's about to having more and not less. Uh, you also, uh, there's a, a great a question always in pickleball. The question is always, was that out? <laughs> and if you have to ask the question, was it out? Uh, it, it probably might have been against you. <laughs> so it was either in or it, it was out. Uh, and so when you're when you're asking those kind of questions, again, we ask a lot of those politically. Was that out? Was that out? Uh, if you have to ask, uh, it probably was. Uh, and it's a, an opportunity to stop and reflect just a, a little bit different. Now, the most important thing, of course, with pickleball is you have to pay attention to the kitchen. Uh, but I would do it in the reverse of pickleball where you're supposed to stay out of the kitchen, that little space right by the net. 
because uh, I would actually flip that and say that the best solutions in life are found in the kitchen. And you don't just hang out in the kitchen. Uh, it's uh, all about connecting with people. And that's one of the things we do at the cabin is we just have conversations while breakfast is being made or while dinner is being made or while dishes are being done. Uh, there's always a good conversation to be had. And uh, so in the kitchen, I think, is always a good thing. Uh, and then final uh, lesson from pickleball is uh, don't pickle alone. Doubles is always twice as fun uh, as playing singles. And whether that's a friend, a spouse, a sibling, a child, even a stranger, we had uh, we had people that we didn't even know playing pickleball with us, uh, and it was just fun. Uh, and so don't, uh, don't pickle alone shows that we all are interconnected in so many different ways. And as we look at where we are as a nation, as we look at some of the challenges that we face, and so many have been centered of late uh, in decisions coming out of the Supreme Court. And while those decisions are important and weighty and deserve our attention, uh, we also have to recognize that the solution for most of those are going to be issues that are going to be found in our homes, uh, at our vacations, (laughs) Uh, at a walk around the neighborhood, uh, or just a conversation at the kitchen table. Uh, And that's the the most important lesson, is where we get. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We're going to continue to broadcast from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Stick with us. As you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.